Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's first Thursday Travel to Larry series with the Sequoia Tourism Council. And Tulare County is in Central California in the San Joaquin Valley. It is known for all of its amazing agriculture. It is a breadbasket of America, but it's also home to Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks, the Sequoia National Forest, and the giant Sequoia National Monument. So basically, you've got a lot of beautiful big trees, all kinds of outdoor activities, um, there's lakes, there's rivers, um, there's horse riding, there's all kinds of things to experience in the outdoors. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about fall in the park areas and the forests, but then also what you can experience in the local communities, all these agricultural towns um, that are known for their public art, their art in general. Uh, they always know how to throw some good parties at all kinds of family festivals. And, you know, with this being the harvest season, fall being that harvest season, you know, you're going to find pumpkin patches, you're going to find good food at all of these uh, fairs, like even the Tulare County Fair itself is happening soon. So today we've got two great guests joining us. No stranger to Big Blend Radio. I'm going to start with Denise Alonzo. She is representing the Sequoia National Forest and Giant Sequoia National Monument. Uh, you can go to that website, FS dot usda dot gov forward slash sequoia everything all the website links including the sequoia tourism council which is discover the sequoias.com are in the show notes so welcome back denise how are you i'm doing wonderful how are you doing this morning doing great doing great to have you back uh also suzanne bianco uh, representing visit visalia is here on the show again so welcome back suzanne how are you Hi. i'm great thank you for having me Good hey, to be this here. is awesome uh we got fall season coming I know, you know, your region, Tulare County, is always, you know, summer is a mass, you know, mass amount of people come into the region, especially for the parks and forests. And with so many different closures from fires and, you know, winter storms, um, I think fall might be a little bit of a catch up time. What would you say, Denise, for people to get out there? Yeah, I would recommend this time of the year for people to come visit us because most of the kids are back in school now. So the visitation has dropped off a little bit and you might be able to get to some areas and have it to yourself, uh, mm -hmm. perhaps early in the morning. If you get out to some of our far reaching areas in the parks and the forest, you can be alone and and be amongst the the stars and the night sky is the before the sun comes up and it's it's much more peaceful and quiet around this time of the year the fall is also kind of a it, like we can't say this because i know i've been hiking in september and october thinking it's really chilly in the mornings and then all of a sudden no i'm shedding you know shedding those layers and then just as we think you're really warm as you start going down a little bit oh it's getting a little chilly depending on where you are because you're you go up, you're in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Hey, by the way, do we say Sierra Nevadas or Sierra Nevada mountains? I've had so many debates on this with people. <laughs> it is the Sierra Nevada mountain range. So you oh. could refer to it as the Sierra Nevada mountains because it is a range of mountains that's considered the Sierra Nevada. So I think either way would be perfectly fine. Hey, if you say so, I'm I'm voting with you because I just who doesn't want to go somewhere that is called the Sierra Nevadas? I mean, and this is where you get to see these iconic giant sequoia trees. So these are the largest living organisms, right, that we have by volume. Correct. Yes, they are not 
quite as tall as the coastal redwoods, but they are much larger around. So they are definitely the the big, wide, fat guys that uh, mm. raise to the to the sky. Mm. So, you know, behind you in your picture, you have one of the fallen down trees. And when we first came to Sequoia National Forest, I think it was 2012. And I think that's when they had just fallen. And that's on the Trail of a 100 Giants, which I always want to say a Trail of a 1,000 Giants because I want more trees. But it's wrong with a hundred. Um, and we're walking through and these are just fallen like one after the other. And it's pretty amazing if that happens when you're out there. It's like, run, <laughs> run, forest, run. You're in the forest. But I got to actually walk along on top of that. And to be next to one that's just fallen because it hasn't rotted down or anything or mulched itself naturally um, really gives you this idea of how tall and wide and big these babies are they're they're massive they are yes it's it's pretty incredible when you see one laying on its side just how tall it is even laying on its side yeah I mean that makes a you know quite a big bedfellow (laughs) if you think about it and hey if you want to go hang out inside um a sequoia tree you can um I know it is it it's um sequoia national park they've got uh that one log that you can go inside that was wasn't tunnel that a log. rancher's the, yeah, which tunnel one log. Mm-hmm. the tunnel log you can drive mm-hmm. through but then there's the one where the one rancher used to uh stay in there oh, and then herd his mm-hmm. cattle in in Par- i always call it paradise meadow but i know it's it's um oh come on Su- suzanne you know which one i'm talking about yeah like, you're talking crescent about meadow. Crescent, yeah, crescent meadow meadow uh-huh oh. yeah yeah, and there a, is a, a rancher's uh, a log there that was used as a cabin um, a long, long time ago, which is kind of amazing to think that it was used as a house that was fallen and used I it know. as a house. I think it's really cool. And Chris, and I always call it Paradise Meadow because that is one of my I favorite places I think in that's the world. called Tharp's Log, by the way. Tharp's Log, it is. It is Tharp, Tharp. or Tharp's. And, I'm not sure if it's plural yeah, or not plural. Was yeah, a big and he, that. <laughs> he lived down in... Um, in three rivers which is you know the main entrance to sequoia national park but he lived there and then in the summer would take his cattle up and herd them in the in the and this is pre-park times i believe so it's kind of neat but i think also denise when people go into sequoia national park they go into the forest and sequoia national monument as well they go through all these changes but i think near hume lake is also an area where there's um, sequoia trees that have fallen that you can go in. I'm not sure if it's the forest or the park, if it's Kings Canyon. I know I've been there, but, um. Yeah, there's a place called Stump Meadow that, um, where a lot of logging happened decades and decades and centuries ago before it became a national forest. So there's some areas in there that you can see, um, stumps of what was standing giant sequoia trees and stump meadow on the Hume Lake Ranger District. And that is in the forest portion. And you are correct on the Hume Lake Ranger District and in this Kings Canyon side of Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks, you do, you go into the park and then you go out of the park and into the forest and and back and forth as you go down into the Kings Canyon down towards Cedar Grove. And most importantly, it's not necessarily exactly which location you're at, whether you're in the park or the forest. We all have those groves of giant sequoia trees, and we all have a lot of recreational opportunities available for for visitors, campgrounds and walking trails and lots and lots of scenery to look at, both in the forest and the national park, because we are neighbors. Mm, That's right. And I remember in the fall season, actually seeing fall colors from the foothills 
of Sequoia National Park going into and up, winding up, and then seeing them out by Hume Lake, I think, has some amazing fall colors, even Kings Canyon. I mean, the forest itself, too, I mean, it's just you can see fall colors. They're a little different than what you see back east, but it's a whole other, you know, to see some gold with a little green and those blue skies and then even having the water. And I know right now your water levels are still pretty high, aren't they? Yeah, they are because of all the wet winter weather. And then we had the hurricane affect us in August. So we actually had quite a bit of rain in August just recently, a couple of weeks ago. So we still have our water around this year, which is unlike a typical summer in August, late August, September. Normally, we don't see that kind of precipitation. Oh, man. And I know certain areas, like I know Three Rivers and all of that get some fall colors when you're out there. So do do you get wildflowers at this time of year that people may experience, like a different set of them? I'm not real familiar with what types of wildflowers grow in the fall, but I know that the like quaking aspen, the aspen trees are changing colors about this time of the year of the quaking aspen. And there's quaking aspen campground on the Western Divide Highway, you can get to it from now through California Hot Springs because uh, Caltrans still has the road shut down between Springville and Ponderosa on the above Porterville, above Springville because of the severe damage that was done from winter storms. But you can still get to Trail of 100 Giants and the Quaking Aspen Campground from either California Hot Springs or up above Kernville and Johnsondale. And those color changes that happened at the Quaking Aspen Campground area on the aspen trees themselves is just spectacular about October. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. a beautiful thing to see, especially in the morning sunlight. And then also when you think about, you know, fall and getting out there and camping is how when does camping end or does it? I mean, because you guys get snow and I ain't doing that because last time I know we talked about this, I'm not getting naked in the sleeping bag because I heard that that's the best warm way, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> Somebody we, else can. We typically, our concessionaire keep, will keep the campground open as long as they can. Um, most of the time they start to shut down about late October, early November, just because the temperatures drop and their water systems start to freeze up. Okay. And so once they have to turn off the water and drain the the pipe so that they don't freeze and have problems at the campground later on, uh, they typically start to shut down. But that's not until probably early November. Mm. Um, But the forest itself uh, stays open. The highways are always open. You can even go winter camping if you if you wanted to. On some places you can drive to in the snow and you can set up your own tent in the snow if you choose to. Because in the National Forest, you can do dispersed camping, which is anywhere you would like to. Uh, You can just set up a tent and do some winter snow camping in your tent. Uh, And you could most of the winter you can have a campfire to keep warm by. And if you're up to it, winter camping is available. Hey, you know what? Power to you. I think, I think, you know, the pioneers did it, you know, so, you know, and that was a little tough. And, um, I, I, you know, bless everybody doing that. Uh, I think, I think that's really epic and you can tell me all about it, <laughs> but, but I want to be warm these days. You know, I, I don't know. I think the Midwest winters got me, but, um, you know, I, the snow and seeing that change because I mean, I've even been in the area where suddenly you'll have like a little snow come at the end of October. It's totally possible to happen. So yeah, um, always, I was, t- mm-hmm. you always want to be prepared for that inclement weather because even, 
you know, in September, you could get a, a cold storm come in and it could snow in September. So you always want to bring blankets and food and make sure you have a flashlight with you and start carrying chains for your tires and, and your chocolate. car. And chocolate, for sure. Hot and chocolate. chocolate. Yep. <laughs> you want chocolate. Chocolate is always, if you get pulled, you know, stuck for a while in the snow, I just, all the kids would dig it. It's like snow day. Yay. Um, in the park and forest. That's awesome. I always say, look at the park and forest websites before you go up. It's always a good thing to do and, and see what's happening weather wise. And to see some snow up in the parks and forests is a magical, magical thing. And a lot of people go just for that. Um, I want to go over to you, Suzanne, because I know, um, as this airs, a dark sky week is happening, which is really exciting because we're talking, you know, Denise was talking about seeing the stars, but I know fall is also, you get those crystal, crystal clear skies in fall. Um, but I think you were saying that there's a fee free day. Um, I know, I believe Veterans Day is a fee free day, um, in the parks, uh, in the national parks, but you said September also has one. Yeah, September has National Public Lands Day on September 23rd. So that's a fee-free yeah. entry date. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It's a great time to do some dark sky viewing and, um, the, the, um, rangers are really good at giving you tips on where to go, um, where to see them. Um, and uh, in fact, on our website, we have a whole thing about uh, having a dark sky weekend and, you know, um, where to see them and, you know, where to, um, or how to do it camping, oh, not cool. camping, but, um, packing up your stuff, getting your dinner ready and, and heading out there in the evening to be able to see the park in a whole different view, um, at nighttime. And in the fall, it's really neat. And, uh, to, and also the wildlife changes and you can also probably see some bird migration at that time. Um, bears. Oh my gosh. That's, I've seen the most bears April. It was April, May. And then fall, every time we went out in September and October, we saw bears and you can hear them. Um, even in the forest that we're currently in, you can hear them because they scratch on the trees looking for grubs. And if you hear like a kaboom of trees, Denise, am I right? That's probably going to be a bear <laughs> getting their last bit of food before it's- they go sleepy buys for the winter. Yep, exactly. They're, they're trying to fatten themselves up for their winter hibernation. So they're really going for those grubs more than they are for berries at that time. It's like, we need the protein, right? So yeah. It's cool, man. It just keep your eyes peeled. And if you get to see bears, it, that's, I know people that go to the parks and forests just to see bears. And, um, that's, you know, but you'll see all kinds of other things too, woodpeckers and all of that good stuff. There's so many birds to experience. Um, Suzanne coming down your way, um, through three rivers, um, you know, uh, from the forest, uh, from the park side, from the forest, what side would they be coming into Tulare County? Or up into now, like it has to be from the hot springs side. You said, uh, far through the park. Yes, from the forest, okay. it would be from California Hot Springs or up Highway 65 um, from California Hot Springs down through there, and then from the parks, it would be either down Highway 198 or also down Highway 180 from the Grant Grove area. Okay, okay, and now is a good time for hiking too. It's cooler weather, man the best time to go for hikes and like you've got the trail of 100 giants that's a nice easy one for people to do but i think there's also kawea oaks preserve um in your neck of the woods suzanne yeah absolutely um the sequoia riverlands trust has a couple of properties that are great for hiking in the um, near visalia and the lower elevations. so uh, especially you don't have to worry about it contending with any snow later in the season but beautiful time of year to get out there and um 
Kauia Oaks Preserve is just a few minutes from downtown Visalia, just right off the freeway. It offers a a bunch of different small short trails that you can take, um, family friendly. Um, you can bring your dog on a leash and, um, a lot of, uh, locals are out there doing their, um, their hiking and walking and, and enjoying the outdoors. Yeah. I remember all the grapevines going, uh, different color, getting into those fall colors. And you got a lot of grapes in your region too, uh, vineyards, uh, mostly for grapes, for table grapes, um, and things like that, not for necessarily for wine, but I heard there was a winery that opened up recently in Dinuba. So, Hey, I don't know. You might be having some more wine and to add to your, your portfolio of breweries. Yeah. Right. There, there's a, there's a growing um, wine tasting rooms in downtown Visalia as well. So, Oh it, yeah. We'll have to have you see oh. that next time you come out. Yeah. Now, you know, we're there like just clickety click. That's it. We'll be there. So uh, speaking of you guys being an agricultural area, so there's some events coming up. We want to touch on um, one is the Tulare County Fair. I mean, you guys have to have a county fair. And of course, that's in Tulare and Tulare has those giant fairgrounds. And that's where the International Ag Expo happens, right? Uh, different location, but yeah, oh. um, it's, uh, yeah, it's at the Tulare County Fairgrounds is the fair, um, okay. and d- different from the, where the expo is held. Um, yeah, it's a great time of year. Uh, fairs are always so fun because it really highlights the county, um, and not just things that are grown here, but, you know, the different, um, things that people make and they display at the fair, um, quilts and artwork and, um, you know, bonsai Hi. plants and things like that. So yeah, food <laughs> items, things like that as long, as well as, you know, of course the, the midway with all of the fun rides and it's a very, um, kind of local thing to do is to go out to the fair. Ah, oh, awesome. That's, that's fun for kids too. And everybody wants cotton candy. Come on, it's time. Get your cotton candy. Um, also, I, I want to give a shout out. I know last um, episode we had Heath on uh, from Dinuba Chamber of Commerce uh, talking about Raisin Day. The Raisin Festival happens every year and Dinuba was like the original raisin destination. Now their grapes are for grapes. Um, and that is September 21st through 24th. So that's something really cool to experience. But I heard that you have some tasty things going on in downtown Visalia, Suzanne. Yeah, fall is a great time to get a taste of our county. Um, we have our Taste the Arts Festival, which is a great event, a full day event where the artists in the area sort of take over the streets and you can watch artists doing their work, buy their artwork, of course. But it's a great sampling of all of the amazing um, artists that we have in the area and all the different types of mediums that they use to express themselves. So that's a really fun, it's not just limited to arts. There's um, performance arts there. There's, of uh, course, food can't have an event without food. Um, very fun um, event. And that happens on the weekend of October 14th. Um, oh. The other one just shortly after that. So if you make a long weekend of it, you could do both events um, on Tuesday, October 17th is the Taste of Downtown. Uh, you buy your ticket and it enables you to stroll the streets of downtown, our very pedestrian friendly um, downtown area, and get a taste of all of the samplings that our restaurants are offering that night. So it's a really fun social event. Grab a group of people and, and you know, meander the streets and get a taste of all of the great restaurants here. Um, there's restaurants that you've been meaning to try. It's a great way to sample their food and, and get out there and, and see awesome. what kind of um, events are, or um, restaurants are in the downtown area. Do you have farmers markets still going on and the farm stands still open for people? Yeah, of course. There's a Thursday night downtown far, um, farmers market in Vice, in downtown Visalia and then the um, 
the big market on Saturday mornings will be moving um, beginning in September from uh, down on Caldwell and Mooney Boulevard. It's moving up to the courthouse basically at Mooney Boulevard and the 198 freeway. So that should be a great move for them, allow them a little bit more um, space to spread out. Okay. Lots of big vendors um, and lots of activity. It's a really fun family event to go to on the Saturday morning farmer's market. Oh, cool. I like that. Uh, you know, speaking of food, uh, Denise, I know you love to go fishing. Can you go fishing in the, f- I have no clue about fishing. I'm allergic to fish, you know, so I'm, I'm really pretty ignorant. I know. Listen, we don't need any other things to eat, you know, but, um, but I know it's healthy, but can you still fish in the fall? Most certainly. Yes. Uh, just follow the fish and wildlife, California fish and wildlife um, restrictions, and they are all available online. Um, and, and if you're above over 16 years of age, you have to have a license and just abide by their regulations. And lots of streams and lakes to fish in in the forest and uh, a little bit different regulations in the park. So just kind of keep an eye on where you're fishing at. Uh, there's some areas that you can't keep as many fish as other areas. So um, just look at the regulations. But we have lots of fishing available. And as the streams start to um, narrow down a little bit, maybe you can have a little better chances of fishing, of catching. Ooh. What What is the, like some of the main fish that people can catch? Uh, well, in the lakes, it's a lot of bass. And in the creeks and rivers, it's mostly trout. Oh, okay. So that's cool. And that, the trout, that's, you have to have a ready, like a really healthy ecosystem, right? For the trout to flourish. I mean, that's with everything, but you know what yeah. I mean? That Aren't they kind of is it the rainbow trout or am I in a different well, place there's in my head? actually in the golden trout wilderness the the species that thrives there is the golden trout oh okay, and so we have golden trout and we have other species of trout that are both natural and then also fish and wildlife will stock some of the rivers and the lakes with trout for people to be able to catch and then also to promote that ecosystem being successful and provide of feed and and uh, resources for other types of fish. Awesome. Awesome. And of course, you've got to have golden trout. You're in the golden state. Just saying. Yep. <laughs> Just saying. All right. So we've covered a little bit of food. But uh, one thing I know, Suzanne, you wanted to talk about public art. And I know like there's, uh, you know, Three Rivers does is a um, community that is also agricultural based, um, but is known as like kind of the art community. It's a beautiful destination. I encourage you to go. And every first Saturday art, there's this event and you could go, you, you get a little map, go downtown or well, downtown is really like along the river. Um, and you can drive around to artist studios and even shops and restaurants will have artists and musicians. It's really a cool event and a cool way to drive around and see the area. So I encourage that. Um, oh, but wait, 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 before we get to the art, you had the farms, the Vossler farms. Tell us about this. That's a place we haven't been to yet. Oh, yeah, we're, you know, anxiously awaiting the opening of Vossler Farms Pumpkin Patch. They open up in September on the 23rd and go all the way through Halloween. And of course, it's a really fun, um, very fall event to do, go down and, and do the wagon um, tours. There's, of course, the scary maze that you can go through there. Uh, you know, get, pick out your pumpkin, lots of family photo ops. Um, it's a really fun family day. Um, food trucks are out there and, um, it's a really fun event to celebrate fall and, you know, spend time with the family. Um, cool. I want to go play pumpkins. Now, okay. Wait a minute from each of you. If you're going to carve a pumpkin, what are you making? 
Come on, Denise, you're going to do a bear. No, come on. I would love to be able to do a bear. I'm just not that quite that talented. It's actually so. harder than what I thought. Like, you know, it's not that easy. Yeah, I'm lucky if I can get some eyes and nose and a mouth. <laughs> Is that what about you, Suzanne? What are you carving? I think if I make something with pumpkin, it's going to be a pumpkin pie. I'm not so good with uh, carving them out. <laughs> so basically, we all need help. We all need help. I can draw the design, and then somebody else has to do the work, <clears throat> and I can help eat the pie. You know, so yeah, you know what I go. just had though was pumpkin banana bread. Oh my gosh, I'm just saying that sounds tasty. Oh, and then even in the morning, if you actually fry it up with a little butter, I'm just saying it. <laughs> I know I'm feeling my mouth water. <laughs> I'm feeling a little. I'm feeling like a cup of chai would go perfect. You know. Uh, anyway, sorry, I'm getting into that little flavorful moment for that oh, yeah. season. I think, but I think it's been a hot summer and people are anxious for fall to arrive. So I can see where you're going with that. I heard pumpkin spices wafting around already. You know, come on. <laughs> it's, I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that right now. But let, let's talk a little bit about the art because, oh, wait, one more food thing I forgot about. Zalud House Museum Pioneer Days and Rib Cuckoff is happening in Porterville, and it is in partnership with the Jackass Mail Run Association in Porterville. And that's a big deal. I think even Springville is part of the Jackass Mail Run that um, they recreate that once a year, I believe. But this is really cool. Have you done it, Denise? Um, I've seen it. Uh, that typically happens, I believe, in April. Right. But to, to be connected with that, and that's part of the history of the area. Yes, You know, it with is. people coming through. So that's pretty cool. Um, but the Zalud House is very historic. Um, it does tell the history of a pioneer family. It's got beautiful garden with roses. I encourage people to go there and take a tour, but they also have some ghost activity, supposedly. I'm just saying there's like hauntings and, and I did an evening thing. Nancy and I went there and, and sat waiting for ghosts. And every time you heard anything, you're like, Ooh, what's that? So <laughs> just saying things go bump in the night at the Zalud house. So check that out. But if you like ribs, this is an event for you. Have I left any other food things out? Because I keep, you know, bypassing and thinking of pumpkin bread. All right. So, Suzanne, let, let's move on because I know that um, there's music happening, too. We could talk on music and a little bit of art as well. Well, yeah, you were talking about the first the first Saturday up in Three Rivers, and um, many of the communities have first Friday um, art walks in Visalia. It's Friday, the first Friday of the month from 5 to 8, um, again, in our pedestrian-friendly downtown, where you can stroll from location to location and see varying um, artists and their uh, work displayed at the businesses. Um, it's a free event, and it's always a fun way to get to know a community is to stroll through their art so we really enjoy that. Um, also, public art around the county is fantastic, including the murals. Um, Exeter is known for their um, agricultural-themed murals, um, particularly it's in the Orange Belt, so a lot of citrus-themed um uh, murals there. Um, Visalia, of course, has a bunch of murals around the downtown area. Down in Mooney Grove has a um, a whole bunch of new murals that have just been put in. Ooh. So that's worth exploring um, and different um, um, places around the community where the art is on a big scale like that. So yeah, Tulare has a lot of murals in their downtown too, which is really being revitalized and there's some cool ones out there. And um, also Porterville, they've got some newer ones too with the sequoia trees and I think they have a bear. Uh, yeah, we like, is that, oh, you have the bear, Suzanne. I think you have a bear. 
I don't know. Um, someone has a bear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there is some bears, uh, lots of, um, you know, it's fun to see the different representations around the county of, of this, you know, big street art, which is a lot of fun. And then, um, also the, even the fire hydrants are painted. So arts are a big thing here in the area. So, which is what makes the Tasty Arts Festival such a fun thing because arts are very prominent here and there's so many different types of artists. So it's a great, um, someone interested in, in art can come and explore a whole weekend yeah. of events. I love that you have the fire hydrants painted. I think that you need to have a contest and let the dogs judge. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh boy. But oh, now I heard idea. you have a symphony coming to town and I really want to do this because Star Wars is involved and that's some epic, epic music and Star Wars is epic. Period. Yeah, we have a fantastic um, musical director of the Sequoia Symphony Orchestra. They do so many fun and exciting things. It's not a stuffy, um, you know, listening to music, you know, with your hands folded in your lap anymore. But they'll be doing, um, the season has started and they will be doing Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. So they'll be record, the um, best. displaying the movie behind the orchestra and then playing, of course, that, that score is amazing. Um, so they'll be playing the score along with it live with the, with the movie playing. So that's a really fun, I don't know if it's interactive, but it's definitely, um, a, a great event to, to see the, Star Wars movie with the live music being played. That's really cool. I mean, I want to do that for sure. Now, you know, I want to close and find out how you enjoy a perfect fall day in Tulare County. Let's start with you, Denise. Perfect fall day. Quiet. I, I look <laughs> forward to being in a, a forest with by myself with just peace and quiet and just listening to the birds and the wind rustle in the trees ahead above my head. And it's just, the peace and quiet is what I like about the fall. Oh, that's awesome. And you're going to have a lot of peace and quiet. Uh, everyone, I think this is going to be probably the last time we see Denise on on the show uh, as part of the parks. You never know what we're going to rope for you. And we're going to find you when you're retired and get you back on a show. But it has been a true pleasure hiking with you, being taught all about sequoia trees and how there's these teeny little cones versus the sugar pines and their giant cones. It's been a real pleasure having you over the show on the over the years and hiking and doing all kinds of good stuff with you. So thank you. Thank you, Lisa. It's been a pleasure. And meeting, walking, and hiking with you and visiting with you too over the years. You too. And best wishes on retirement. I know you have some epic road trips and she's not staying far away from nature. That's for sure. Nature's in her heart and soul. So awesome. Thank you. What about you, Suzanne? What's your perfect day? Okay. Well, I just want to say, of course, that we will miss Denise and her amazing wealth of knowledge and, um, you know, of the the outdoor recreation spaces that we have here. It's amazing. So all the best to you, Denise. Um, my perfect fall day would be, um, it is a little bit cooler. So it is a great time to take a hike and I would, um, maybe even go because we have water this year, uh, Tokopah Falls Trail up in, nice. uh, yeah, out to, uh, see that cascading waterfall that is still bubbling away this late in the season. You got to go see Mr. Goldie the Marmot. He hangs out there on the way. He does. Go see Goldie. I think you're right. I think you're right. (laughs) Thank you so much, Suzanne. Everyone, visit Visalia.com is a website for Visalia. Of course, go to fs.usda.gov forward slash Sequoia. 
for the uh, Sequoia National Forest, but also for the National Park Service at nps.gov forward slash S-E-K-I. But again, everything is listed in the show notes and the main, main website to go to is discoverthesequoias.com. Real easy to remember. We want to thank you listeners for joining us here. We're we're here talking about Tulare County and the Sequoias, uh, Sequoia Forests and the parks uh, every first Thursday. So thank you all for joining us. Happy fall, y'all. Take care. Bye. Thank you.